where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skill team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line. Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com, where he is an MLB insider, joining us here on the show. Jesse, always appreciate the time, man. Some breaking news in baseball. It looks like the NL Central uh, is going the way that a lot of us thought it was going to. Rysel Iglesias, the Reds have decided to trade him in a cost-cutting move to the Angels. Is this an indication to you, Jesse, that as we move forward here, that, is there anybody in this division that you expect to actually spend significant money this offseason? I mean, you can never count out the Cardinals, right? They, they, they every so often will jump up and spend some some dough. So I'm not, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no to them because they can surprise you every so often. But I don't think anybody else in the division is certainly not the team that has the most normally, and that's the Chicago Cubs. They're not going to, and I mean, we know the Pirates aren't. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee almost never does. So uh, maybe your Cardinals do, only because they can surprise once in a while. But it has to be the right deal in the moment, like Goldschmidt kind of turned into. Uh, but in general, no. And I, I agree with Buster. Only just tweeted the NL Central is all about cost-cutting uh, situation. It's it's the race to who can save the most more than the race to win the division. So when you say the Cardinals then, Jesse, I mean, how much of their spending money are trying to upgrade? Because everyone knows that the Cardinals need to upgrade offensively. How much of that is is dictated by if there's going to be a DH in the National League? Well, I don't know about the spending part, but um, it's certainly in terms of roster construction important to know. I, I don't know if a team is necessarily going to spend more knowing they have the DH. It just adds another element to their team that they have to deal with. But it doesn't really raise the payroll unless you know that you're getting fans back in the stands. I mean, the Cardinals and Cubs have that in common. Ticket revenue, ticket attendance is huge for them, uh, both teams. And it, it's certainly uh, it, it's certainly important to know as soon as you can what that situation is going to be like. Um, I think you know maybe Missouri may be ahead of the game in terms of fans back in the stands over Illinois, or maybe the commissioner is going to make a blanket statement: it's all or nothing. I don't know. We saw them allow fans at the World Series, so that was good. I assume each state's going to be a little different. Um, but the sooner the Cardinals, the sooner the Cubs know about fans in the stands, that's when budgets and payrolls can really be set for 21. How soon do you expect, Jesse, that we're going to have some sort of an indication, like definitively, one way or the other, on the DH and on the roster numbers? Because as of today... We still don't know how many players are going to be on the active roster and whether or not an NL team is going to be able to use the DH. 
Do you think we're going to get any sort of word on that this week at the quote-unquote winter meetings? You know, I could say yes and easily be wrong about that because it should have happened already. It should have happened before the non-tender deadline. I've talked to many executives. I mean, it should have happened a week after the season ended, right? Teams start their conversations within their within their own organizations and, and with other teams right away. And how do you not know if there's a DH? And how do you not know your roster size? Um, the Rule 5 draft is this week. That That you need to figure out. So I, I wish the answer, oh, yeah, they're going to get it done in the next day or two. But the real answer is it's all going to be one press release. It's all combined, like the DH, the roster. It's all one negotiation. It is not going to be piecemeal. Um, and that negotiation really hasn't taken place. Uh, there's a give and take here. The league wants something in return if they're going to keep the DH during a year where the CBA isn't up, right? Next year, they'll negotiate everything. But right now, we're between CBA agreements. They did it for the shortened season. Um, but the league wants something in return to add uh, a, a, a big-time, you know, potential payday for 15 players in the NL, right? So the all, And then the roster size, same thing. It's all one negotiation. And, man, if, unless it happens quickly and, if it's, uh, and unless it's been happening very quietly and quickly behind the scenes, I don't know. I can't foresee exactly when that's going to be. You would hope by the Rule 5 draft because roster sizes really matter there. But, man, I, I think the DH needed to be just decided before the non-tender draft. I mean, the Cubs, for example, they non-tendered Kyle Schwarber. If they knew there was a DH, do they tender him? Probably not. It was mostly about money. But that's a decision that you, you could be helped by knowing if there's a DH or not. We're talking to Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com here on, on – uh, BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN still getting used to the new name of the show. Uh, Jesse did want to ask you about the Cubs because here in St. Louis, we have certainly talked plenty about this division as a whole and the Kyle Schwarber situation. What's going to happen moving forward with Chris Bryant. If you were in charge of the Cubs right now, I know it's all about uh, cost cutting measures, but is there any realistic scenario of them just holding on to the assets, basically standing pat and saying, you know what? We're not going to get anything for these guys. And with the division being what it is this year, they feel like they can win it. Is, is there a chance that they just kind of stand pat this offseason and potentially even play to win the division next year? Well, I, I, yes, there's a chance only because they did it last year. Uh, they didn't like what they heard and they, they stood pat. And um, I think a lot would have happened July 31st to the Cubs if it was a normal season. In this case, they got off to a great start. And, and obviously it was hard to make trades with the, with the shutdown and then the pandemic. So um, the answer is they don't want to do that. They don't want to stand pat. They've got four, uh, well, now three major names going to free agency next year. You know, Schwarber would have been one of them. Baez right now, Rizzo, Bryant, they can't let them all walk for nothing. So they're going to have to get 50 cents on the dollar. And on top of that, their offense stinks. So you can't afford them. And they're not very good collectively. Individually, a lot of people would want, obviously, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras. But for some reason, collectively, it's not working. The answer to that is a much longer you know, discussion, but mostly it's, it's because they're the same kind of hitter. And so the same type of pitcher can get them out. If you can spin the ball, you can get the Cubs out. In 2020, if you could throw a fastball, you could get the Cubs out. Well, spinning the ball and throwing fastball, I don't know what else there is between besides spinning the ball and throwing fastballs. So the Cubs were really easy to get out. Um, 
So I don't think they want to stand pat for monetary reasons, for, for, for legitimate baseball reasons. And you know what? I, I'd almost do the mini rebuild, retool now anyway. Who knows what next season is going to look like? Uh, you, you, can, you can slide by in 21. People are worried about their jobs, looking elsewhere. Like No one's holding Jed Hoyer's, feet, Jed Hoyer's feet to the fire his first year as president during a pandemic if the Cubs don't win the World Series. That, that's my opinion, right? They just won one a few years ago. What do you expect, another one within 100 years? So I, 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 would, I would retool or even do a mini rebuild if I was the Cubs, let someone else win the division next year. Jesse, I'm curious what your expectations are from this week of the winter meetings, because if people don't know, like these winter meetings are, are laying the groundwork for moves in the offseason. It's pretty rare that you see a lot of moves once you get into the winter meetings. But do you feel like that's going to be different or do you feel like it's going to be more quiet through these winter meetings? No, I think it'll be more quiet. It will be not because they're virtual necessarily, because, I mean, you, you, look, uh, executives don't really need to be in the same hotel to get things done nowadays. Right. I mean with the advent of Zoom even, they can, they can still see each other, make sure they're telling the truth to each other uh, if they really need to do that instead of getting on the phone. So it's not about that. It's about what I said before, using the attendance as an example. Teams are going to move slowly um, for the most part because there's uncertainty about 21. Again, roster size, DH, attendance, all these things are up in the air. Now, I do think there will be an occasion where a team will be aggressive and I, I, that's more than likely going to be a contending team or the Mets, you know, and the Mets are actually a contending team, but because of the new ownership. So when you see teams move a little bit more quickly, like the angels today, I think that's because they have some urgency. I think um, any team like the Cubs or Cardinals that's waiting it out has other thoughts than winning on their mind right now. Now in January, that might change we'll later in, this, in December when we get more rule changes and budgets and payrolls. But I, I think it's going to move slowly because there's so much uncertainty more than the fact that it's a virtual winter meetings. We're talking to Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com here on 101 ESPN. Just a couple questions left for him here today. Uh, Jesse, for the non-tender guys and here in St. Louis, the ones that are most interesting to us, of course, are Schwarber, Eddie Rosario, David Dahl, the, the, the power bats that have officially hit the market. How much of a market do you expect them to have this offseason? Do you think they're going to be able to get reasonable deals coming off of those non-tenders? Reasonable, yeah. I mean, reasonable. Um, and it's not unheard of that they might get a couple years out of a deal, right? But it, it's going to be reasonable in the pandemic era, right? That no one's breaking the bank that got non-tendered. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I, I covered Kyle Schwarber a lot. Could Kyle Schwarber get two years at – 15 million, 14 million. Yeah, sure. He could get a couple years, but that's not the security a guy like him was thinking about when he helped them win a world series. Right. So I will say left-handers, uh, especially that have a little pop, there's always a market for them. But, but again, it's not going to be some bidding war for any of these guys that got non-tender. It is a buyer's market. There's more inventory out there than normal. Not, and actually maybe even a little less than people thought. I mean, I talked to an agent that thought there'd be 80 non-tenders. There was more like 50 or so. So, But there's still a lot of free agents out there. So teams, especially the aggressive ones, are going to be able to pick some players up. You've already seen some maybe under-market deals. Uh, but, man, I, I, I feel for teams like the Cubs and Cardinals that, that rely on attendance, and they just don't know what their revenues are going to be next year. Now, I don't feel bad for them. I'm just They have plenty of money. They're worth a lot. But I'm just saying in general – you know, these are three, you know, the Cardinals especially, three million in the in the house, second in attendance almost every year. 
and you just don't know. Um, but it'll certainly be better than 2020 because because there will be fans and maybe even full capacity at some point. So there's a market, but it's all going to be sort of you know what you'd expect during the pandemic. You know, six million, uh, one year, six million, two years, twelve million, that kind of stuff for these guys. Jesse, if I put you in John Mosaylock's job right now, and I said, Jesse, you can add one bat to this Cardinals lineup, and I'm going to let's operate under the assumption that there is a universal designated hitter next year, because I think that makes the question a little bit more interesting. Who would be the bat that you would add to this lineup? Let's say I, I'm giving you as the owner of the team five, seven million dollars on a one year deal. Who's the guy that you would look at in this market that you think could be interesting to add to the Cardinals lineup? Well, give me a few more dollars than that because, <laughs> I, and I'm chuckling because the guy I would add would be Marcelo Zuna. <laughs> that's that's at least one of them that that comes to mind, right? Uh, I mean, what a year he had last year, and you guys know all about him. Um, that's who I would I would probably add. I, and, and frankly, it, usually I'm always thinking about the lefties, as I said before. That you know, I don't know if the average fan thinks about it, but. The game is really you, – you have to have a couple left-handed power hitters in your lineup. Left-handed power pitchers, left-handed power hitters. You have to have it, um, if not more. Um, but the Cardinals probably could use offense wherever they could get it, right? Um, I love what they do on the pitching. They have this pitching infrastructure going back 100 years, the Cardinals. Um, but I, that, that's the thing that comes to mind. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, I would, I would bring him back. Jesse? Always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and the family. We look forward to reading your work over on ESPN.com and following you on Twitter at Jesse Rogers ESPN. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, man. You got it. Be safe. Happy holidays and just get ready for a long baseball offseason. <laughs>